Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO. And I'm your host, Doug Lear. The last shot, the last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Uh, we still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors, uh, and you can listen to them. You listen to Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. We know not everybody can listen to them on Saturday mornings. We know not everybody can listen to a podcast. So we break out a podcast extra for you each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator, and she connects with uh, the people and the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week? Thanks, Doug. With much-needed rain gracing several parts of North Dakota over the past week, angling took a back seat to other activities, and the wind didn't really help. However, anglers still going to Devil's Lake, when the wind allowed, they generally found fair to good walleye success with numbers of 15 to 16 inch fish. Move around in 8 to 20 feet using spinners and bottom bouncers. Once again, reports from Jamestown and Pipestem reservoirs are limited, but anglers still going out on Lake Ashtabula are finding a mix of species. Work the rock piles and sunken islands for bluegill or the river channel for walleye using slip bobbers. Look for an occasional nice-sized pike with continued bass activity as well on Lake Ashtabula. Out west, the Missouri River Tail Race is producing nice eater-sized catfish. That cold water coming through the dam from Lake Sakakawea means they're nice eating, too. Look for an occasional walleye downriver from the tail race using jigs, and the night bites producing a smattering of walleye and trout. Generally, catfish are the best options for the tail race, though. Salmon on the east end of Lake Sakakawea did a disappearing act this past week, but maybe it's because of the wind. That sent more anglers to the face of the dam than where they had been finding salmon, which was generally between government and dead man's bays. It's still worth a try to work 85 to 105 feet over deeper water, though, but the past week was definitely slower than in recent weeks. It seems key to finding walleye on the east end of Lake Sakakawea is to work deep, but remember to plan on keeping anything coming from 25 feet or more. They simply don't survive coming up from that deep of water. And finally, a reminder that Lake Audubon only has one usable boat ramp because of some maintenance work. That's resulting in the need to draw the lake down. And speaking of access, even though Lake Sakakawea is below its normal late August elevation, most areas still have boat access for now. Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale, and she is an award-winning outdoors communicator. Again, read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Right now, it's time to get you that podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. You hear Brewer and Agri gone outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Not everybody can listen then, and not everybody can check out their podcast. So here is a podcast extra. From Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. And we are joined in this segment by a good friend of ours, Mr. Andrew Shea. Andrew, welcome to the program today. Oh, thanks a lot, gentlemen. Thanks for having me today. 
So, folks, Andrew is very involved in a lot of the outdoor things. Uh, there's a lot of overlap in, in what he's involved in and what Scott and I are involved in. FM Walleyes, uh, Andrew's a current board member and treasurer right now. Lake Agassiz High School Fishing League, Andrew is the treasurer of that and uh, also a coach of one of our teams. But today we're going to talk about another one of the uh, organizations he's involved in, one that's very close to his heart, the Brady Oberg Legacy Foundation. Andrew, I know we've talked about this foundation in the past, but you guys are doing some fantastic, amazing work. Fill our listeners in just a little bit about what, what your organization is about. Sure. The Brady Oberg Legacy Foundation was started in November of 2015 after um, a dear friend of mine, uh, Brady Oberg, took his own life after a battle with PTSD. Brady served over in Afghanistan um, during Operation Freedom and uh, came back and, you know, to, to a lot of us appeared to be okay. Um, just, he was a little bit different when he came back, uh, some of the conversations and things like that. But overall, I'm just like, hey, I did go, that's just, that's just how he is. Um, we still went hunting together, did a lot of that, did a lot of the outdoors things together and continued to, um, but he was battling his own demons inside. Um, and, uh, and in the end, uh, he succumbed to those and, uh, and took his own life in, in August of 2015. Wow. That story, it's important for that story to be told. Um, it definitely is, Kyle. I mean, there's the, he's not the only one who's battling this, who has battled this. Um, you know, we still lose 22 soldiers a day to PTSD. And that's a real number. Yeah, it it very much is. And, you know, a lot of people, you, you don't hear about it. You don't think about it. And like Kyle said, you got to tell this story so that we get that awareness out there. And, you know, one of the things that really strikes me is every time that you talk about this foundation and what you guys do is you have this set up so these guys can talk together because it is such a tight knit group of people that these guys can actually open up. You you know, you need to get, create an environment where they can open up to each other. And that's when uh, the really help, you know, the serious help really begins. That's what we found, Scotty, is that they want to talk to other people who have been in situations, have seen what they've seen, have done what they've done, have made the commitment to serve our country that other that like their like their friends have. And by putting them in situations to where we bring them together, and they don't know each other, they, they a lot of times they meet each other at these events, and it's been great to see how that communication, that dialogue has continued between these people who didn't know each other until, until they spend a weekend together, you know, over in Detroit lakes. And I have to imagine that some of those connections that are made at these retreats uh, are the, really this, that the ignition of uh, a relationship, a friendship that will continue beyond most of the time that they spend together during the event. That's correct. And we still hear from uh, veterans that, that have attended that they still talk to the people that they, that they went with um, at, at our event. And our very first event we held, we actually brought in people from all the way throughout the United States. Um, and now we're doing it more. We're targeting more of our local veterans here, our Minnesota, our North Dakota uh, um, veterans. You know, Andrew, one life lost is a tremendous tragedy. But if there's anything that can come of it that prevents 
others from following that same path, it is worth doing. And and I know that's the mentality and that the mission that you and the others at the Brady Oberg Legacy Foundation take. You have an event coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Share with us just a little bit of the details of that event. Yeah, so we're doing our retreat weekend, uh, which is something that I've planned since inception. And we just have a lot of fun with this event. It starts on the 17th of September. With We like to get everybody together right away, if possible. We meet at the DL airport. We bring you out in a 16-passenger van. At that point in time, we take care of everything. And we're going, we, we're staying on, at Holbrook Lake, out on Holbrook Farms, north of Detroit Lakes. It's a great place. It's a beautiful house that we get, that we get to stay in. And then that night, you get to meet the board of directors of the Brady Over Legacy Foundation and our families. This is the most interaction that you will have with anybody other than our, our um, veteran ambassadors for the foundation that you'll have with the board. We're gonna we we get together. We like to introduce ourselves. We like to talk to everybody. Thank them for coming. Have a great meal that's uh, catered by Spitfire. We usually do an optional cornhole tournament. And anybody who wants to play, and then the board leaves. And and I'm the only other board member. Really, they see for the rest of the weekend. I get a helper for our Saturday event. But um, basically, they're with each other, and that's what, how we have it set up. And we talked about it earlier on why that is to, for them to be comfortable. On, sa- on Saturday morning, we're going to get up and we're going to head to McCollum's Hunting Preserve over by Bajou, and we're going to hunt pheasants for a day. That's a lot of fun. We hunt with guided dogs. I'll have my dogs there. Um, they don't have to bring any shells. They can bring their own shotgun if they want. Everything else is provided. Lunch is provided while we're there. McCollum Street does very well. Um, they serve us a lunch while we're out there. Um, and, and following that, we head back to Holbrook Farms. That usually gets to be in the afternoon. Um, on the way back, we usually stop to eat and we're going to try to stop in DL, uh, for a supper on the way back and try to get everybody back to Holbrook farms by about seven o'clock. And the reason we like to get right back is there's kayaks there. There's paddle boats there. You can go fishing off the dock. You can, there's a lot of nature to, to really enjoy, have a bonfire. So really give them some free time. And then on Sunday morning, I get them up early again. That's the one thing that I have been, that, that people tell me is that I'm not afraid to get people up early to go do some things. But uh, on Sunday morning, we're going to get up early and we're going to go join PT's guide service, Lockjaw guide service. And we're going to go out and we're going to fish. And, and I don't know where we're fishing yet. I'm letting the guides decide. I don't care if they decide the day before, but we're going to go out and we're going to try to catch some fish. And then we're going to try to have a fish fry. But, you know, Kyle and Scotty, you guys know fishing. I mean, sometimes it's not always catching. Um, so I always usually have a backup, and Zorba's is usually a pretty decent backup for us uh, if the if the fishing gets gets tough. After that, it gets to be usually about 2 o'clock, and we bring you back to the deal airport for you to get started on your way home. Uh, so you get home before it gets dark out and get back with your families before, before Monday starts. You know, Andrew, that sounds like a fantastic event, and, and certainly one of the reasons we wanted to share details of the event is just to share with our listeners exactly what you as an organization are doing to give back to these who have given so much to serve our country. But also because you have a few spots that are still open and you, you're you uh, you're still uh, willing to take some folks who might be interested in attending. Tell us about that. Yeah, I'm still I'm still interested in, in trying to find a, a few more people um, actually looking for five Uh additional veterans right now to take on this on this trip and to in order for them to register Kyle what they should do is they should go to Brady Oberg Legacy Foundation.org 
or search us on Facebook, Brady Oberg Legacy Foundation. Shoot us a message. Check us out on Twitter. Shoot us a message there. Find a way to get in contact with us. There's plenty of contact. Even the email contact off of our website is fine. Just get in contact with us, um, and we'll get you pointed in the right direction to get uh, to go through the registration process. It's very simple. It's not very cumbersome, and uh, and we'll just kind of take it from there. That is fantastic. Andrew Shea, Brady Oberg Legacy Foundation. Andrew, thanks for spending some time with us, and thanks for doing what you do. We really appreciate uh, the support that Brewer Agri Outdoors has given us over the years. Well, that is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available by Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Uh, make sure you check out them Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. And then also you can check out their podcast at kfgo.com. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Till next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.